are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Wright Hillpiper, and before we get into things today, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your very first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts at, and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. Now, there are several topics that I want to talk about today. I'm going to talk about some recruiting for Iowa football. I'm going to talk about a little bit of basketball, uh, and then I'm going to talk about women's wrestling at the end of the episode as well. So lots and lots and lots of stuff to cover today. And the first thing that I want to get into is Kirk Sparrow. Now, I talked about this a couple days ago on the podcast about how he was retiring. Um, I believe that goes into effect June 30th. Um, so he's still got a lot to do. He's still got camps and stuff to go through like that and recruiting to help out with. Um, so his time is not quite done at Iowa yet. Uh, but I didn't really get a chance to kind of get into why he's retiring. Um, because obviously there's a reason behind it. Um, so I, I just talked about, you know, the fact that he is retiring, what he did at Iowa, um, and things like that. So today I'm going to talk about a little bit about why, um, he is retiring in the first place. So, um, I found an article that describes, um, sort of like the puts in puts into uh, better words the reason uh, the reasons I guess why he uh, decided to retire. Found it on Hawk Central by Chad Lestikow. Uh Amazing article. You can go check that out. Uh, first of all, when Spera asked what he, uh, excuse me when asked about his decision to retire, he said, "quote There are a lot of factors. I'm not one to make snap decisions." Um, so the first reason is that, uh, that was given was that life moves really fast and there's not really a way to slow it down. Um, obviously, I mean, this wasn't a part of it, but obviously, you know, nobody's getting any younger. You know what I mean? Nobody out there is getting any younger. Um, he's got several kids, several grandkids. Um, and I believe he has one on the way. He's got five grandkids and one grandkid on the way now. Um, so time moves fast. Um, and he, I'm sure he still has a lot of things that he would like to do. And he just felt like it, you know, it was his time to kind of, jump off the horse and kind of, you know, move on with his life a little bit. Obviously, Iowa has been a major part of his life uh, over the last 40 plus years of coaching. He's been with Iowa for a very, very long time as well. Um, so the second one, the second reason that was brought up was that college sports is changing a lot nowadays, especially uh, talked about yesterday, the NIL deals, um, how they're going to continue to change and shape the world of college sports as a whole. I realized uh, I was told that some of my information yesterday was inaccurate uh, that had to do with NIL deals, so I apologize for that. Um, there are several articles out there and several different things um, that you can look at about NIL deals if you'd like some more information about that. Once again, I do apologize that some of my information was inaccurate. Uh, I was informed of that uh, today, so I do apologize. Um, but most of yesterday was um, my opinion on the whole NIL situation and the whole AD Gary Barta thing going on. So I apologize for that once again, uh, that some of my information was inaccurate, but I'm trying my best here. So, uh, cut me, cut me a little bit of slack We're uh, you know, I'm still new at this whole thing, but we're, we're getting after it and I'm trying my best. So, um, anyways, like I said, NIL deals, um, are going to continue to change the shape of college sports, um, how they are now, how they were before and how they are going to be. Um, and obviously the one time, uh, transfer rule thing, it becomes hard to, um, 
it becomes hard to have a guaranteed roster all of the time. And Sparrow talked about that as well, is that with the whole one-time transfer rule thing, it's hard to have a guaranteed roster year in and year out. You know what I mean? Because obviously any kid can transfer at any time for whatever reason it is. Uh, so it's, it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to say when you will have a guaranteed roster. Obviously there's kids that have, you know, no reason to go anywhere else. Um, and that are, you know, prospering with Iowa, having really good athletic and academic careers in college. So there's no reason for them to go. So those, those guys are a little bit easier to tell, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's right. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee uh, of rosters nowadays in college sports. So it's, it's hard to kind of do that. Um, Sparrow said, quote, that's part of it. And I think that's part of it in a lot of people's minds, honestly, with the transfer porter portal, excuse me, and NIL and everything that's coming with that, which everyone can see excuse me, which everyone can see because there's a new headline every so often. It's like, do I want to battle that? I'm not sure I wanted to go down that path. And I agree with Sparrow. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to navigate the college world of sports as, as a coach, as a player. Um, but now with the whole NIL deal thing and the whole one-time transfer rule, it's become even, even harder to navigate the world of college sports, uh, especially as a coach. Um, because obviously you don't know that your players are telling you everything all of the time. So it's hard to know, as I mentioned, it's, it's hard to have a guaranteed roster for next year or for the next season. Um, so it's, 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 it's hard to say that, you know, college sports is not changing every day because it is, it's changing every single day in, in little small ways. And sometimes, you know, with the NIL deal thing and the one-time transfer rule, it can, it grows faster and faster, um, as time moves on. Um, speaking of Time moving on. Uh, the next thing that was brought up about it is the timing. Iowa has had a lot of good seasons, but in particular, Sparrow's first season where Iowa made it to the Final Four and this past season with the Big Ten Championship and obviously making the NCAA Tournament, which isn't as big of an accomplishment uh, nowadays when you look at the grand scheme of things. Um, but it is still, I mean, there's only 64 teams there, so um, it's still an accomplishment. But obviously, Iowa uh, being Big Ten Championship or being Big Ten Champions this year kind of aided into that. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Iowa made it to the Final Four in um, Sparrow's first year of assistant coaching at Iowa under McCaffrey. Um, Sparrow said, quote, it was pretty fortunate to get to start with loot and beyond lucky to get a Final Four in my first year of coaching and to finish with a Big Ten championship on the way out the door. It just seemed like a good time to do it. And he also said, it's time to go spend time with my grandkids. Now, McCaffrey, Coach McCaffrey knew about um, Sparrow's retirement about a month before it was actually announced. So he knew about Billy Taylor. He knew about Sparrow. So he knew he was going to have two um, open assistant coaching jobs coming up. So he filled Billy Taylor's position, obviously, fa fairly fast with Eldridge. Um, but I think he's going to take a little bit more time uh, with Sparrow when it comes to replacing him because it's going to be hard to replace him. Several, several student athletes on this Iowa basketball team have nothing to say but great things about this guy that he's a phenomenal coach on and off the court he's a phenomenal person so it's it's definitely going to be hard to uh for McCaffrey and the rest of his coaching staff to find somebody who's going to be able to live up uh to you know the very very high standards that Sparrow set as an assistant coach now to get into recruiting a little bit today before we talk about that really quick I want to talk about Built Bar and their new birthday cake puffs oh my gosh, they are so good. Imagine dipping your finger into a tub of like birthday cake frosting. 
but it actually has 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. It's absolutely amazing. That's exactly what it's like to try one of these birthday cake built puffs. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. They're so, so good. They're available right now and you and we can't promise, obviously, that they're going to be there tomorrow. So please, please go check them out uh, when you hear this. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that is what friends do. Uh, a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's chocolate-covered marshmallows with a bunch of protein in them. They are amazing. They have 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar. This limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com and check out the Birthday Cake Puffs now. And also right now, we have a promo code going on. It is LOCKED15, so you can get 15% off your order at checkout. Once again, that code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order at Built.com. Uh, as I mentioned, getting into recruiting a little bit for today's episode, two recruits that I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about them individually because one has just been offered by Iowa and the other one, while also has just been Iowa actually committed the day after. So Zach Lutmer got an offer from Iowa yesterday on Thursday, committed today. Uh, this afternoon, so I figured I'd talk about it. I was going to talk about Lutmer uh, and the offer yesterday on yesterday's podcast, but I ran out of time. I just didn't really get the chance to get into it. So, um, I mean, it doesn't really matter because he recruited, or excuse me, he committed anyway. So he is in the class of 2023, six foot one, 190 pound, three star defensive back slash safety out of Central Lion. Uh, he received an offer, obviously, as I mentioned yesterday from Iowa uh, and committed today. He had offers from South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota, Iowa State, and Minnesota had showed interest as well, but had not offered him any um, sort of scholarship deal. That being, as I said, Iowa or Iowa State and Minnesota, not Iowa Soda. Um, uh, he played quarterback as well as safety in high school. He was the starting quarterback for his varsity team. Um, last season, he had 80 completions for 1,016 yards and eight touchdowns, um, as well as being a quarterback, had 149 carries for 1,246 rushing yards, 22 rushing touchdowns, and three successful two-point conversions. Uh, so this kid's an absolute stud. On the defensive side of the ball as a safety, he had 46.5 tackles, 36 of those coming all by his lonesome in the open field, three tackles for lost four interceptions, which carried over to 100 yards and a touchdown uh, pick six for him as well. Uh, on special teams, he had seven punt returns for 151 yards all told, and he also punted the ball six times and averaged 36.8 yards per punt throughout uh, his junior season. So this kid is absolutely versatile. He is versatile in every sense of the word. I say versatile. I know it's versatile, whatever. He's versatile in every single sense of the word. If you looked up versatile in the dictionary, you would see Lutmer right next to it. This kid can play offense. He can play defense. He's on special teams. He's absolutely amazing at all of those um, positions on the field. He did commit to Iowa as a safety, not as a quarterback, not as a punter, not as a punt returner, uh, whatever you want to call it. He His primary position is defensive back and that safety spot. Uh, so that is where he was going. That is where he will be playing for Iowa. He may play a little bit in that cash spot. 
um, having a little more experience on the defensive side of the ball um, with, um, you know, open field tackling and covering the run game as well as covering receivers. So he may play in that cash position. He may end up switching over to linebacker. Um, who knows? But I'm excited to see, you know, what he can do for Iowa. Obviously, he'll be on scout team probably his freshman, sophomore season, uh, maybe into his junior season. It all depends on how his development comes. Um, but I'm excited for this kid. Got the chance to watch his tape a little bit. He's he's a stud. He's really, really good. Uh, got to see his dome highlights as well, obviously playing for Central Lion. Um, so he's not out here playing eight-man football. He's 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 playing he's playing high-level high school football in the state of Iowa. So he's he's a really, really, really talented athlete. Um, and I'm glad to see that Iowa is continuing to get some amazing, amazing versatility uh, into their depth chart um, as you know the next few seasons come up. So the next uh, recruit that I want to talk about, Aiden Hall, who I mentioned earlier, uh, does not, uh, has not, um, excuse me, committed to Iowa, but he has received an offer. He received an offer yesterday uh, from Iowa in the class of 2023. Once again, six foot two pound, three star wide receiver, running back, defensive back out of Harland High School. He said, "Quote: I talked to Coach Wallace earlier this morning, and he told me they think I could play any of the linebacker positions, and I could also end up playing defensive back. They will find a spot for me somewhere on the field. Later on, I called Coach Ferentz, and he told me they were going to offer me. I was super excited and surprised because I grew up going to Hawkeye games and have been a fan since I was a kid. I'm going to go home later today and discuss this with my family, and then decide what happens next." So. If I'm being honest, I think that, you know, you can take that interpretation of that quote any way you want to, but I think that sometime in the next week, we'll probably see him uh, committed to Iowa to play football. Um, and what I mean by that is seeing the, I grew up to, I grew up going to Hawkeye games and have been a fan since I was a kid. And the, uh, I'm going, I'm going to go home later today and discuss this with my family and then decide. Uh, what happens next. I think we're going to see him commit to Iowa. It may not be this next week. It may not be the week after, but I think that we are probably going to see him commit to Iowa. He will be a great defensive asset um, to this already stellar Iowa defense. Iowa continues to pick up some stellar, stellar defensive recruits, especially in the class of 2023, obviously, um, as I just got done talking about um, with Aiden Hall, as well as Lutmer. Um, Iowa continues to get these great, great versatile athletes, uh, on the defensive side of the ball in these recruiting classes. I believe Iowa is ranked 15th in their recruiting class for next year. Um, but I think that if Iowa continues to recruit kids like this, like Lutmer and Hall, I think that that's, that number is probably going to bump up a little bit. Uh, he also holds offers from Army, Fordham, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State, Northern Iowa, Western Illinois, and Illinois State. Last season as a junior, he had 777 rushing yards, 755 receiving yards, 24 combined total touchdowns between receiving and rushing. And on the defensive side of the ball, he had 29 point tackles and three receptions as well. So another extremely versatile kid that Iowa is picking up who has experience playing on the offense and defensive side of the ball, um, but obviously a primarily defensive player. He did put up some fairly decent stats on the offensive side of the ball, as I mentioned, with 24 touchdowns. Uh, but it does sound like he is probably going to be at that linebacker cash safety position, defensive back position, uh, wherever you want to say Um just like Lutmer. So we'll just have to wait and see how that pans out. You know, what position he'll end up playing uh, when he comes in. But 
as I said, Iowa is doing a fantastic job of getting some, you know, some really good depth uh, when it comes to their defense in the next coming seasons, because obviously Iowa wants to continue that extremely high standard that they've set for having amazing defensive, you know, defensive units. Um, so these, these recruits are very, very good assets to bring into the university of Iowa's football program. Uh, before we get into the story of the day, it's not necessarily, you know, a formal story of the day, but it's a little bit about, uh, Iowa's women's wrestling. I will continue to talk about that. I realize, I know that we don't talk about wrestling on this podcast and my uncle Andrew didn't talk about wrestling a whole lot on this podcast, but I am extremely passionate about wrestling, about college wrestling, uh, especially so. I like to talk about it, and with Iowa's inaugural women's wrestling season coming up, I think it's very important to cover um, all of the headlines that are coming out of that, um, like recruits, new coaches, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, so if you don't like that content, let me know, um, but I like I enjoy covering it, and I think it's important um, to um, keep everybody informed, especially because it's the inaugural season for women's wrestling, too, and I am very passionate about wrestling. So before we get into talking about Iowa's new coach, I want to talk about Bet Online really quick. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Whatever you want to whatever you want to bet on, it's probably on BetOnline. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Once again, BetOnline is where the game starts and that is betonline.com. Now, or excuse me, betonline.net, not betonline.com. Um so, as I mentioned, a new coach in Iowa women's wrestling um, is an assistant head coach, or an associate head coach, excuse me, not an assistant coach, uh, not an assistant head coach, uh, but an associate head coach. His name is Gary Mayab. You may know who he is. If you don't, let me tell you. Carissa Chun announced today that Mayab will be joining the coaching staff. Mayab is a longtime USA wrestling coach, as well as a former high school wrestling coach, excuse me, down in Missouri, which we will get to talk about in just a minute. Um, Maya, or excuse me, Chun said, quote, about Mayab, I saw firsthand the work Gary did with USA Wrestling, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to work with and alongside him in building this program. We worked in different programs at USA Wrestling, but I got to see all the work he put in. Sorry, I'm having... My my eyes are really dry for some reason. For all of you, for all of you watching on YouTube, I keep itching my eyes. My eyes are really really dry. Um. Anyways, uh. But I got to see all the work he put into building men's Greco in the U.S. Uh. Gary, in the U.S. Excuse me. Gary is a hard worker, unites people, and is well connected. He has trained the development age groups all the way to senior level athletes for decades. So he knows how to relate to different athletes. During the interview process, it was clear that our values aligned in how we wanted to build this program. Gary has high integrity and will serve our student athletes well. Now, he was the Gary was the manager for the USA Wrestling's Greco-Roman program from 2017 to 2022, uh, and he worked in day-to-day operations as well as overseeing the development for the U20, U17, and U15 age groups. He is also a former member of the USA Olympic team training staff for the USA Olympic wrestling team. Um, and the stats that I'm about to share with you, they're not, I mean, they're not really stats. They're more like accolades, uh, or awards, whatever you want to call it, but they are pretty outstanding. He led two Missouri high schools to a combined seven 
state team championship championships granted one had six and the other one had one but still we'll count them we'll count them both uh he coached 44 individual state champions in the state of missouri 130 individual state medalists which i if you don't know much about high school wrestling in general that's an insane amount that's an insane number for one coach to have coached 44 state champions and 130 individual medalists at my former high school we had I believe maybe one or two state qualifiers in wrestling this past year. Granted, we're a little bit smaller of a school. Don't have the development that other schools have, but still 44. That's, I mean, obviously that it's an insane, it's an insane number. If he coached for 44 years of high school wrestling, that's one a year. And that's still fairly impressive. He was the USA wrestling's regional development developmental coach of the year. He was named the junior national Greco Roman coach of the year, the cadet national Greco Roman coach of the year. Um, so he has several, several accolades. He has years and years, decades, decades of experience uh, within wrestling um, at all levels, all the way from, you know, super, super young kids, elementary kids, all the way up into these guys who are going to the Olympics and wrestling, you know, quote unquote, professionally, if you want to call it that. Um, excuse me, Mayab said, quote, the University of Iowa is a special place for wrestling. I'm excited for the opportunity to work with Coach Chun and the history-making women who have committed to growing our sport. Uh, once again, I will continue to talk about women's wrestling headlines because I am very passionate about wrestling. I will continue to talk about men's wrestling headlines as well. Um, and just so you know, as of now, um, when, you know, when we get into wrestling season, this come, uh, come this winter, when the Iowa women's wrestling starts back up, I will be referring to women's wrestling as Iowa's women's wrestling team and men's wrestling as Iowa's men's wrestling team. It will no longer be the uh, Iowa wrestling team and Iowa women's wrestling team. Trying to be a little more inclusive here. Uh, all about inclusivity here at Locked on Hawkeyes uh, and in general. Um, so I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there that uh, I'm, I'm going to be more inclusive with that. Um, so as we talked about today, kind of give you a recap of everything we talked about today. Talked about Sparrow and his reasons for retirement. We didn't get a chance a couple days ago to talk about, you know, a lot of the reasons why he decided to retire, um, but just talked about the fact that he did. Um, so today we talked about um, a little bit about why he decided to retire. We talked about Zach Lutmer committing to Iowa just one day after uh, catching a scholarship offer from Ference. Aiden Hall, who is being recruited by Iowa, received an offer yesterday. Um, and I personally believe he will be committed to Iowa either this coming week or the week after. We'll just have to wait and see for the headlines. And then obviously we talked about Gary Mayab becoming the new associate head coach for the Iowa women's wrestling team, that groundbreaking inaugural team um, that we are going to get to see this upcoming winter. I wish them all the best of success uh, in their endeavors. Uh, I realize and maybe maybe a little bit shorter of an episode today. Uh, I'm sure those of you watching YouTube on YouTube just saw me switch from my notes uh, back to my stream deck, but that is okay because I have to take notes. I, I can't do this all out of my head. That's just not how it works. But anyway, I want to thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. We will see you all back on Monday. I believe I will be with LaShawn uh, on Monday. The only reason I didn't have LaShawn on today is just because I had so much stuff to cover 
um, in today's episode. And you guys know just as well as I do when we get LaShawn on here, me and him get into it. We, we get into talking and we have, you know, 45 to 50 minute long episodes. Uh, so I wanted to save that for Monday and obviously, or excuse me, not obviously, but I think that next week we're going to have LaShawn on a few more days than just Monday and Friday, obviously, uh, did not have him on this Friday. So we're going to try to get him mixed in, uh, more days throughout the week. Um, obviously, so that uh, you guys can hear what he has to say about football. And maybe we'll get into a little bit of other things, maybe some recruiting and things like that. We can talk about new football recruits for Iowa. Um, We'll probably talk about the guys that I talked about today as well. Um, So once again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode, and I will see you all on Monday.